0: From the minds of Australia's biggest live stage late night talk show comes a podcast too raunchy for the stage, too funny for the radio, too short for the Netflix, and too diverse for the Australian TV. Clean your ears and calm your fears. Your salvation from mediocrity is here. It's Edward Weekly. And Sam, it's time for a recap in your ass. And I instantly regret okay, it. Okay, <laughs> let's just start uh, again. Guys, this is Ebsworth Weekly. It's a one-stop shop for everything Australia's biggest. We have a really cool recap planned for our August episode. I'm joined by a special guest of the crew. We have big Tony Pepperoni in here, our director. Hello. Yep, as always, <laughs> a man of too many it's words, so formal. Pipe down, and we have the Kribbanacci sequence. Of course, Mr. Sam Cribb. Uh, we say it that because him getting out of bed has to do something with maths, because <laughs> I don't know how he, d- I don't know, <laughs> how, I don't know how they do it. The structural integrity of that man is is questionable at best. He's like the Bayswater Bridge. And we, of course, are joined by a man who is. I don't know if we can even call the brown sound anymore because he did a DNA test and it found out that he is.
1: I have so much. Stuff in
2: me I didn't know I had in me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know, man. After after a big weekend. <laughs>
0: I know, Josh did the test, they were like, Hey, what's in me? They're like Swedish, Finnish, Dutch, Jamaican. He's like, Yeah, what about my blood?
1: No uh, yeah. uh-huh. so shit. I got fourteen percent Scottish, Scotland.
0: And I was born in England. So go figure. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know what do you feel 14% Scottish, like 14% of you sometime just really hates the English part of yourself.
1: Oh yeah. Well that's yeah. been a constant for my
0: whole life. I guess that's just what's anxiety, the most surprising
2: read through r- them, Sam. 63% Northern Indian, 14% Scotland. It's crazy, Scotland's the second largest one. 9% Central Asia, South, 4% Germanic Europe, 2% Sweden, Denmark, 2% Norway,
0: 1% Southern Indian. Okay, so pretty much everyone that got rolled by the Nazis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and one it. Nazi a couple generations back just fucked a lot of people and somehow <laughs> you were one of the byproducts it seems. And mm, um, then just a lot of one percenters. I'm if the world had an orgy and that's The one percenters are so, uh, so interesting on that one. They're like, yeah, a hundred generations back. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon mine would be? Yours would be like fifty percent pasta, sixty-eight <laughs> percent northern India. Yours actually how is a,
2: that possible? Yeah, yours
0: is like a lot of <laughs> microplastics. People are really concerned. we <laughs> I mean, like redwood. How does that work? We actually put
2: your blood sample through the machine, and the machine
0: melted. <laughs> yeah, the machine said like
2: yeah, card reader error. The machine <laughs> killed itself. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible. <laughs>
3: oh, my God. You That's do have so a funny. slightly Nordic look about you. I wouldn't
2: be surprised if there was a lot of Nordic in me.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of – yeah, let's, let's keep making the same joke throughout the whole pod.
2: Um, it's funny, though, because it's about things going in your butthole.
0: I think uh, – I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what – The
2: only thing funnier than things going into your butthole are things coming out of your butthole. Tiny, you told us an
0: interesting story (laughs) before we started recording today. (laughs)
3: That was an incredible (laughs) segue. (laughs) Um, All right. So, Hold on, um, let me
0: preface this a little bit. Tony is an incredible director and creative. He's worked with some no, of no, Australia's let's biggest brands and I just really cannot state enough the professionalism and etiquette that he brings to each and every job, his perseverance and resilience and, and really reliability is, is something to be admired. Uh, Tony, you had some kind of story you wanted to share?
3: Yeah, so uh, before you rocked up because you were once again late, um, mm-hmm. I was showing Josh and Sam a picture of a huge shit I took the other day. Outstanding. It's I'm so, so impressive. <laughs> he was showing
2: an enthusiastic Josh and Sam. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a picture of his shit. We were
2: willing
0: participants in this act.
3: I asked for their consent. It's great. And I mean,
0: is it really worse than any of the other content we put out? Uh, you, have to, you have to ask yourself, although admittedly, if it was any more accurate to the show, it would be a straight white shit. Um, <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be really concerned. You look like E.T. when he was dead in that ravine. You'd be like, hey, I think something's wrong with Tony. <laughs> you found some of Sam's blood in there. They're like, what? <laughs>
3: So, uh, so now I'm asking for your consent to show you this I
0: would, I would love to see that. That's upsetting. <laughs> Yo, I saw that and I instantly thought, man, Biden is not doing well.
2: <laughs> that is and ridiculous. If, and if you want to see the picture, we'll upload it to the Patreon. Yeah,
1: a yeah.
3: Patreon exclusive, Tony. If if, if you're okay sure, with your poop sure being it. behind the paywall, if people are sending us money, they deserve the pictures of my shit.
0: I love the idea that yeah, we all just do background testing, and say, uh, blood testing, and Sam submits a piece of Tony's shit. It's like, <laughs> hey, look, can you tell me what this is? I think I'm fourteen percent corn. <laughs> Guys, we had an amazing. Can <laughs> you tell me what this is?
2: <laughs> I, I want to make sure it's safe before I eat it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam, you, you, you bring it like a 10 pound dump to a pill testing site, <laughs> and it's surprisingly still pretty pure. <laughs> it's yeah. not bad. Yeah. It's it's
2: the best Coke that's had ever.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. $400 a gram, I'd pay 500 So we had an amazing August show. We had our special guest, Sky Yuka, uh, releasing incredible. a new track. She was amazing, she was so funny. We had Hayden Stevens, who was really so fascinating to talk to, and then. A heartwarming moment. I really thought everyone vibed with this. He did stand up for the first time in years because of his condition with muscular dystrophy uh, had made it very difficult. He's on a portable CPAP machine, which is a breathing machine. But yeah, that was really something special. We had Fabian Woods, uh, a terrific comedian, bring in a new segment. Uh, He did really well. And I think it was honestly one of the best shows we've done. Josh hit every beat. Tony had some really cool ideas for the set. We laid it up and the, the set just looked amazing. And Sam wrote his first ever entire segment and fuck me if that wasn't something to behold sam do you want to give us just an idea we'll play it later but yeah
2: we had skaker and you know she has an incredible voice and you wanted to see if there was anything that she couldn't make sound sexy Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we found a very upsetting series of fan fictions Mm -hmm. that were written by me (laughs) and we took turns reading them out and seeing if we can make them enjoyable uh, and yeah. I think they were enjoyable.
0: They were so good, and it went for longer than I possibly thought uh, fan fiction could go for. But it was terrific. yeah.
2: I think I got too into writing them. It was a very fun couple days writing, a very horny couple days.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was... had to stop every ten minutes and be like, "Hey, sorry guys, I got. I'm hungry. This is this is really <laughs> taking it out of me. I've got to eat some more Tony shit." <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was a lot of information and very descriptive. Yeah. It was, I mean, you know, you, the brain's the largest <laughs> sexual organ. <laughs> Especially in my case. <laughs> but you know what? It was long and descriptive. And the amount of women that came up to me after the show
0: and slapped me
2: <laughs> for making them too horny. <laughs> this you, is for making me
0: too horny. Yeah,
2: you, and this is because I liked it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh Which do you want to start with?
2: Um, we'll probably start with the one you read. People aren't going to get to the end of the episode. They're going to be cutting. They're going to be cranking down. They're listening when they're driving. They're going to be pulling over and yeah. slicking their bean on the side of the freeway. I think this
0: guy's having a seizure. No, he's having something even better.
2: See, <laughs> this might break the internet in the sense that after we release this, the internet will
0: kill itself. <laughs> yeah. It keeps, <laughs> we have two separate funerals for the blood testing machine <laughs> and the internet. Oh, my God. I wonder if they knew each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to cut to this first one. Our first excerpt is from 12 Rules for Pounding My Ass. A Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, erotic adventure. With his hands on his hips and his face scrunched up like someone just said he couldn't go down the big boy slide, Ben Shapiro was deep in argument with his own reflection that he saw in a puddle. Facts don't care about your feelings, he whispered. Jordan Peterson pressed the retractable button on Ben Shapiro's child leash, abruptly pulling him back and into Jordan Peterson's arms. I know for a fact you'll care about this feeling, said Jordan Peterson, as he planted a big, sloppy, wet kiss on Ben Shapiro's thin, annoying lips. It was clear by the amount of teeth being used that neither had much experience at this, but that didn't stop them. In the throes of passion, they looked for a safe space. Ironic. (laughs) They couldn't go back to Ben Shapiro's place because his mother was home, and they couldn't go back to Jordan Peterson's place because he hadn't made his bet. They ran to the closest men's public toilet. They knew it would be free from any tyrannical feminists and woke moralists. Jordan Peterson's naked body looked like a cheap skeleton decoration that had been left out in the sun since last Halloween. His diet of meat and clonopin left his body covered in a greasy slime. Its thick musk drove Ben Shapiro wild, making him blush redder than a MAGA hat. Ben Shapiro grabbed Jordan Peterson's truth stick. Peterson leaned down and whispered, Do you like it? He asked me to do the voice. <laughs> do it like a lobster would! <laughs> ben gripped it tighter and began vigorously shaking it back and forth, an action that no normal person would enjoy, but it made Peterson... But it made Peterson, who was no normal person. By Shapiro's own admission, admitted Peterson was the smartest man in the Western world, and also the sexiest. It was too much for Peterson to handle. He moaned and dribbled out a pathetic amount of cum. It wasn't his fault. There was a war on masculinity going on, and he was just another victim. Before Peterson could catch his breath, Shapiro removed his suit, then his poor patrol underwear. What he lacked in height and critical thinking abilities he more than made up for with a thick, veiny hog and powerful carp muscles to use it. He had a dick like the Old Testament, unflinching in its beliefs. Ben Shapiro, Ben Jordan Peterson over. I'm going to reenact the January 6th insurrection, except instead of the Capitol building, it's your chap's 60-year-old butthole. And instead of MAGA rioters, it's going to be my freedom-loving bellend. Shapiro wasn't the best at dirty talk or normal talk. <laughs> ben Shapiro only lasted one and a half pumps. A new record for him as they both laid there and caught their breath. Shapiro chuckled to himself. It's a January 6th injection. <laughs> a few notes. Did it get everybody mm. horny? <laughs> Sam gets an erection just so he can fall forward and <laughs>
4: <So> <laughs> reach, a
0: reach behind the couch. Um, so that's an example of what we're dealing with. Oh. <laughs> Our next story, one for Skyuka. It's an excerpt from Sam's double quarter pounded <laughs> Ronald and Friends. Just at your own pace. Okay, yeah, yeah. wait, um, wait, which, which bit? From here down. And okay. we wanna okay, see if you so can <laughs> make it as sexy as possible. <laughs> right, and, uh, close- Josh, if we can get some of that <laughs> um, 70s porn music, we spend it out of the out. Cool,
4: okay, cool. Closing time by semisonic played out over the speakers as Ronald McDonald wiped down the front counter. He watched Grimace in front of him wiping down the last few tables. He couldn't take his eyes off Grimace's shapely body as it jiggled and bounced. For an asexual cartoon mascot, uh, he sure knew how to work it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's really good. <laughs> Grimace turned around and saw Ronald admiring him. Grimace smiled to himself and continued wiping down the table, putting on more of a show. His sexy gumdrop body swinging back and forth had Ronald in a hypnotic trance. He could feel a McFlurry brewing in his clown pants. Ronald went back into the kitchen before emerging emerging a few moments later. Oh, can I have some help with the ice cream machine? (laughs) I haven't read this. (laughs) It's broken. It's broken again. Grimace slid past Ronald, making sure to grind against him. Ronald's McFlurry was now a full-blown cum Sunday. I think it's missing- I think it's missing the lever, said Grimace. As he fussed with the ice cream machine, Ronald approached him from behind. You mean this lever, said Ronald. Grimace turned around to see Ronald standing there naked, his pubes were just as red and bushy as his hair, like Italians. <laughs>
0: I'm so sorry, sorry to your people
4: <laughs> His sponsored penis Emerged triumphantly, like Bruce Willis Jumping out of an explosion Grimace traces the contours Of Ronald's abs For someone who exists solely on McDonald's He had an amazing figure The cum gutters.
2: It's the cum gutters They're what you call the V On your body
4: the cum got his through Grimace's attention until he was face to face with Ronald's pasty white bell end. Grimace's soft hand grabbed it, and he began, he began churning it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell, like an Amish farmer making butter, knowing the end product would be just as delicious. Mmm, yum. Ronald came and it looked like normal cum, but it had a punch and aroma. Grimace looked up at Ronald quizzically. He smiled and grabbed a burger and wiped up his cum with it and made a McChicken. Make- oh. <laughs> Grimace cleaned himself and Ronald began to get dressed. <laughs> <up>.
0: So much, <laughs> Sam. I told you three paragraphs.
4: As Ronald grabbed his pants, the missing lever fell out of his pocket. He shot Grimace a smile as if. I thought it was like shot as in like you shot him, but it wasn't that kind of shot. Okay. Cool. He shot Grimace a smile as if he knew this would happen again. And for the love of God, people stop eating my chicken. It's just clown come. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: wow. Didn't okay. realize
0: we were in the presence of a professional.
2: Thank you, thank you. Uh.
0: <laughs> That was a lot, Sam. Well done. Too Thank much. You. Well done. <laughs> Too much. Um, guys, I think we're gonna. Unless there's any more. <laughs> I, I think... mean, if
2: you guys want to hear me do one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you? I do you really want to hear one? <laughs> yeah. Did you do one? Yes, I did. This one is called the co-host with the most. Sam and Colin entered the locker room. Great show tonight, man. ABC is going to be knocking any day now. Sam slapped Colin's surprisingly damp buttocks. Thanks, man. I couldn't do it if you didn't write all the jokes and make the show what it. Colin trailed off as he watched Sam take off his iconic white shirt and both sets of pants. jacked muscles glistening with the sweat of a show well done they <laughs> we hopped in the shower together like do after every show as sam turned to grab his prescription shampoo his nobel peace prize winning penis ukraine and russia agreed to a ceasefire the day sam announced his only thanks whipped around and hit colin in the fire Colin blushed. It's okay. You can touch it if you want, whispered Sam.
0: Stop making eye (laughs) contact. I don't like this bit.
2: (laughs) It's like a snake, it's more scared of you than you are of it. And like a snake, it's responsible for the deaths of two Australians every year. Without hesitation, Colin scaled Sam's legs, a trail known to take days. But Colin got there in record time, as if he was on a mission. He jumped off the thigh and grabbed onto Sam's arthritic hog, swinging back and forth like a vine. He slid down Sam's penis like a firefighter, sliding down Sam's penis.
0: You fucking wrote it, man. I don't know why you're doing this now.
2: <laughs> it's different when I'm reading it. Colin reached the tip. It felt warm and smelt like home. Not a good-smelling home, but a home nonetheless. <laughs> you want to hop in for a ride? Sam said with a smirk. <laughs> Colin enthusiastic... <laughs> Colin enthusiastically pulled pulled back Sam's five skin (laughs) 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 You fucking idiot And curled around the tip (laughs) The playful smirk on Sam's face turned more nefarious I'm sorry I had to end like this Sam pulled back his his five skin Trapping Colin the more Colin struggled, the harder Sam's member got, trapping Colin further. It was futile. There was no escape. Hours turned into days. Days turned into weeks. Colin had no idea how long he'd been trapped inside Sam's penis for. All he did know was that Sam never washed his penis. <laughs> One day, a beaten down and broken Colin Ebsworth was awoken by a familiar sound. It was the muffled, but it was definitely the sound of a crowd cheering. It got louder and louder until a booming voice cut through it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to crib tonight.
0: I 100% remember why we stopped doing this. I absolutely unequivocally remember. Um, because it was too Erotic. Yeah, that's what ABC responded with. You guys are too erotic. Yep, that's what they (laughs) said. All right, so that was, uh, I think, our favourite one of the final. I mean, I'd go as far as to say a literary masterpiece. So that was, yeah, a really enjoyable piece. And I'm surprised the crowd... Went with it as well as they did and then got even more invested, I think, towards the end. That was really fun. Uh, I'd love to I'd love to look at bringing that back. Like I said, we had a lot of crazy new stuff uh, in this show. We also had some really fun new ads. We also wanted to chat to Tony. He's got some really cool projects coming up in the directorial world. You recently went to Thailand, yes?
3: I did, yes. I spent six weeks there over June and July. Uh,
0: and what were you doing over there? Giant shits just wrecking, <laughs> the, <laughs> wrecking the plumbing. They sent me over just to test the water, you know.
3: I mean, we can go down that route because there were a number of sloppy shits taken on that trip. Yeah, definitely.
0: Every World Vision ad is just like, he has to walk 10 miles to the well. Why do you think he can't use his well, Tony? Why do you think he can't use the closer one? Hmm? Oh, this looks big enough.
3: Did they have bidets over in Thailand, Tony? Well, actually on my second day, you know, there's a a bit of a throwback to the last episode I was on, but I actually went back and visited... That that same electronic Japanese toilet with the seat warmers and everything. Oh yeah, because I love
0: how you were like, "This was a business trip." <laughs> Wait, did
3: you go
2: back
0: just to see the toilet again?
2: That was up there. Hey, the girl. Reasons, but... remember me? <laughs> no, it's, it's just... been
0: a while. It's like... I've never seen a toilet smoking.
2: The, the toilet saw you enter the bathroom again,
3: is, and is... then it,
0: and then it killed itself. <laughs>
3: I mean, I was there for a good half hour, 35 minutes, and you can play a little tune and stuff. But <laughs> I love I, the
0: idea the toilet was just in like a slight like a robe being like, oh <laughs> you, you, where have you been, Tony? <laughs> it's been years. We have shit kids now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the real reason I was over there. <laughs> so All the re- right. reason I was over there in Thailand was I'm doing a bit of research for a documentary I want to work on. I mean the initial plan was to go over and film it just kind of like real run and gun vice style. But I went against that when I realised how much research needs to go into it. So you kind of give the subject a bit of a...
0: Oh, man, you can't just make it up as you go? No.
2: Um, I mean, Are you willing to discuss what the subject matter is or is it something you're still keeping close
3: to your chest? I mean, broadly, it's about black magic Mm -hmm. and animism. Is black magic big
0: in Thailand? I can't believe
3: you would say that. Josh Josh is right here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's. Um, I wouldn't say it's mainstream, but it's.
0: It's like really alternative and underground.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you probably probably haven't heard of it. Yeah. yet. so <laughs> all uh, the Black
0: Magic is on vinyl. You're like this. I've got to get a separate Black Black Magic player just to play this.
3: But I mean, it's not that well covered in the English media. Can you, you it,
0: give us an example of what like some Black Magic, or what that might be?
3: So they have this stuff they call corpse oil. And Corp- they
0: soil corpse oil. Corpse oil. Whole. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so they basically get the throat muscle from a woman who's died in a mm. horrific way, with the idea being like, that's the last of the spirit was in her throat, blah, blah, blah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so once she's dead, they'll take the, the throat, burn it, into, make it into ash, like, yeah, and then make it into like an oil. And you just put it in a little vial. And you're supposed to play like a little bit to someone you want to make fall in love with you.
0: Okay. And why can't you do it with men? You can. You can. That's What just happens? M- it makes you it makes someone hate you. Hey, <laughs> stop putting oil on me. What the fuck yeah, is with you? Yeah, if to-
2: someone came up and put oil in my mouth, I wouldn't love them. <laughs> I would, I would be like, get the fuck away from me. This is
0: a turning point because I don't know if you guys know this, but that's boundaries, Sam. And I'm proud of you.
2: <laughs> hey, Colin, stop, stop that. That. putting oil in my mouth. Yeah, but your lips are dry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to see any of this corpse oil?
3: No, uh, I mean... Oh, you
0: should go to my corpse oil. I, great.
3: <laughs> I was going to the amulet market fairly often. The amulet um, market? Yeah, so there's cool. a full-blown amulet market. Wow, that sounds like appellate. a really cool place and to go uh, or the
0: shittiest <laughs> bar in Fremantle ever.
3: And it's really interesting because a lot of them are just like replica amulets. Like You can find stores where they're just like, all right, th- we got this from this monk. He made it at this temple in this year and it's all verifiable. But then most of it... It's just generic amulets that people are buying and reselling for a big price. Mm. So I was walking around this amulet market looking at amulets I've seen online selling for like 80 USD and they're selling them for like $2. Wait, you're telling me
1: in an Asian market there's cheap knockoffs?
3: Believe it or not. Wow,
1: that's amazing. It's crazy.
0: I love the idea. What's the cheap knockoffs of their black magic? You're like, Nurofen. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, they I had, wanted the real
2: stuff. Is there any danger? going to work. Is there any danger in getting like a knockoff amulet or is it like it's just no, not? No, it's just not
3: going you know, to do anything. Yeah. But,
2: um, as long as it's just like bad.
3: No, no.
0: Yeah. What if they like make it slightly wrong? You know, like I've got an amulet that's like it gives me confidence. And this other one was just like, man, I've been taking some giant dumps <laughs> all day.
3: But uh, yeah, so I didn't see any of the real stuff. I saw a lot of kind of imitation or kind of white magic stuff. Like a lot of, lot us? of white
0: magic. Yeah, it's like yeah. the ma- it's like Guzmani Gomez. It's like Tex Mex magic. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like magic for white people. It's
3: like easy listening um, magic.
0: Ooh, <laughs> yeah, easy listen smooth <laughs> magic. Hey guys, it's six PM and we're putting on some smooth white people magic. And you're like, yeah, they um, just play simple for now. Yeah. Was <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: this your card? Oh my god, it was.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's kind of funny. I mean, well, uh, what do you think would happen when like one of those the shamans or the monks or whoever, whatever the term for the practitioners is um, when they see like a Chris Angel? Do you know what I mean? Like, do they go, oh, cool, that was fun. Or do they go, these guys are fucking hacks. Go back to the open mics.
3: So (laughs) I I believe most of these, like, uh, monks are just sitting in temples, not really trawling YouTube for Chris Angel videos. Man. So how can we trust their judgment?
0: <laughs> they don't watch witch talk or <laughs> nothing like that. There's no dating apps for people involved in black magic.
3: I mean, the idea of a lot of the black magic is to uh, is to attract the opposite sex.
0: So I guess are these guys, when you go to these temples, are they like loaded? You're just walking around and you're like, hey, that guy, you bought an amulet off this guy in a market. You can tell him he's got the two-inch dong.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's how a lot of the temples are made and maintained. Is they're made through the sale of amulets. So people, it's like it's not like a secret. It's like open, this is how you support the temple. You buy this amulet mm. and that money goes back to the temple.
0: What do they yeah. think of crystals?
3: Uh I I think they probably think it's pretty Wookiee as well. Yeah,
0: man. <laughs> That's so interesting. Um <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: what's Wookie? What's Wookie mean? For for Wooks. For Wooks? What does that
0: mean? Wookie? I- I've never heard that. A yeah, a Wookie Neither, is like, like, like uh, Chewbacca
1: is quite cool. <laughs> no,
0: it's like a like a tie thing when you are like when it's a bit Wookiee, like someone offers you something, and you go, Nya. I can't do a Wookiee set. Can you do can you <laughs> no, how do you? I don't Is know sound you made hand. when you did that shit? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. That wasn't even my mouth making that noise, was <laughs> <did I>? oh.
0: <laughs> Apparently, they did to get the Wookiee noise. They combined a bear and a lion to get that. Like the sound effects of how they got the foley art for Star Wars.
2: Did they put a bear and a lion in
0: the same room? Yeah, yeah, they did. And they put some of that black magic, that black oil on there. Yeah, (laughs) and they just started going to town. Highlight of the trip?
3: To be honest, it wasn't as much of a research trip as I intended because a few things didn't line up and I couldn't get to meet some of the people I wanted to meet. But, I mean, I met a lot of interesting people and it's just a case now of going over there and being there full time because this is like a pretty deep subject and for an insider to see an outsider come in, just swoop in and just like, hey, I'm going to make a movie. Like they don't want to give Mm. up those contacts. So So, I have to make a lot of relationships.
0: Were there any points where you felt really compelled to believe that kind of stuff? Like you get any weird vibes or presences of people?
3: Uh, I mean, I always have, but I think that's part and parcel with, you know, raising, being raised in the paradigm of Thai, of Thai like spirituality Mm. and superstition.
0: Like any places you walk in, you're like, well, this is heavy.
3: No, no no way I went. Not this trip. I, I have in previous trips. I mean, I mean, if you go into a countryside, it's pretty fucking spooky. Yeah. Like a lot of open space and like that's where, that's where a lot of the black magic happens is in the countryside and all the ghost stories are really like –
0: They're
3: have from you, the countryside. Do you have a yeah. ghost story? I don't have any Thai ghost stories. I've got a –
0: one time I was lying in bed and there was this giant seven foot tall man standing over me <laughs> and I opened my eyes and Sam opened his eyes and then <laughs> we were both scared.
2: <laughs> Clickety clack.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it was totally shit. It was totally shit.
2: Um, yeah you've, ghost stories? You've seen a ghost?
3: I have I believe I've seen a ghost. So um, I mean I lived in Mauritius for three years. And for that's those where who don't know, that people yeah, that's where yeah, all the I do. mean yep, that's where we <laughs> ship them. <laughs> so. It was an ex British colony. Con- Connolly. Mauritian no, it's a uh,
0: French, former French, right?
3: Fre- yeah, French, then British, mm. then independent. But, so the uh, food
0: was really good and then really terrible. Yeah, <laughs>
3: the food was great there, actually. But the the makeup of the country is like 70% like Indian and they're all like the cheap labor that came over. Mm. But then there's like a 10% African population, but they're not really African because they're so mixed up. They're Creole. So mm. very mixed up with yeah, you know, like French European, Mediterranean, Europe, oh Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, got a bit of, not Caribbean because it's in the Indian Ocean. But they know, cause I
0: thought Creole was okay. Anyway,
3: yeah, there's Creole in all sorts of countries. We're all yeah. just the melt. As Boyzone said, we're just the melting
1: pot. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, as I'll, Boyzone I'll leave, said, I'm pretty sure it was Boyzone that had that big coffee coloured people song.
0: Remember that song? I don't remember that one. I don't understand the
1: word
2: you're saying to me right now. When did it come out? (laughs) Boyzone was talking about coffee-colored people. Yeah, yeah, it was like we're a big melt.
1: Coffee-colored people people don't. How often do you talk about Boyzone? Well, (laughs) is it a (laughs) band?
0: Sorry? Is it a band? Yeah. I thought it was the Boys Zone. Wasn't that the name of Jeffrey
2: Epstein's <laughs> plane? The Boys Zone?
1: That's really funny. Yeah. Um, hold on, I'll pull up the lyrics. Sorry to derail that conversation. but I'd-
0: So, ghost story.
3: Yeah, so where I lived in Mauritius, my first house there with my family was on a sugarcane plantation, an ex-sugarcane plantation. Mm-hmm. So I'd assume that there were slaves working there yep. at one point. Anyway, I woke up at five or six o'clock in the morning.
0: Mm -hmm. What's that in uh, Australian time?
3: (laughs) (laughs) 10, 11 a.m. Interesting. So super early. (laughs) Super early, yeah, yeah. okay. (laughs) Okay. So I woke up real early and I saw a Creole man wearing just kind of rags walk up to my doorway Mm. and I just sprung up and just looking at the doorway, like feet pointing straight at him, just like, hello, hello. Hello?" Mm. Didn't say anything. I was like starting to freak out and then this little boy walked next to him
0: Mm. and scale of attractiveness
3: the boy was really sexy okay was
2: he in the boy zone
3: (laughs) 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 it was a
0: talent scout (laughs) (laughs) I've been to every village in the world (laughs) trying to find the perfect boy for this boy band
3: (laughs) and then I freaked out I was like what do you want? What do you want? And then they walked around. What you really, really want. They walked from my doorway into what looked like the next doorway, which was my sister's bedroom. So mm. I freaked out. Scale of protective. attractiveness for sister? So being <laughs> a protective brother, I I, I sprang out of bed. I went straight into my sister's room and there was no one there. So I'm freaking they out. They took your like, sister? Yeah, bro. What's going on? Walked into the kitchen, no one there. Whole house is empty. So my parents, I think they went to the beach really early that morning with my sister Mm -hmm. and I was home alone with two ex-slave ghosts. What? And, yeah, I mean, it's not like I went back to sleep after that. I was just wide awake just walking Mm. around just like, what the fuck just
0: happened? Yeah, I've heard some hectic stories from especially WA and especially mine sites because they're obviously always on traditional land. So, yeah, there's some hectic stuff, you know, so many ghosts, boulders that would randomly move around. There was one crazy one I heard about a guy who was uh, on a walkie-talkie line and a bunch of people on the mine site got contacted on the same walkie-talkie frequency that was labelled as his or that was associated with him because he was the only one that was on the shift, right? But the issue was that was the same frequency that was used by a person who worked on the site that had recently passed away and he got crucified for it. They were like, how dare you? That was really disrespectful for you to be making all these noises and stuff. And then they went back and listened to the recording, pure static. Oofed. Yeah, stuff like that happens all the time. You can talk to any uh, like indigenous person, and they will have fucking wild stories. Fabian has this incredible one that he chats about, where his kids brought some uh, some shells back from the beach, and he kept hearing them fall off the shelf at night in their place and they were like what the hell and it kept happening kept happening kept happening. waking up the kids and he was like that's it we're getting you kids we're taking you and we're bringing it back to the beach like right now because you do not take stuff from an area right and then he grabs his hand he's like i feel electricity in his hands and it was like vibrating all the way up his arm he opens his hands and they were crazy craps so <laughs>
1: <laughs> i found lyrics to that song great. Fabian is great <laughs> i found the lyrics to that song by the way
2: Welcome to the boy's zone. (laughs) Everyone's brown (laughs) in (laughs) here. Is that the one?
1: It's fucking close. (laughs) Take a pinch of white man, wrap it up in black skin, (laughs) Mm -hmm. add a touch of blue blood.
0: Sorry, is this a recipe from one of Tony's (laughs) places that he went to?
1: (laughs) Add a little bitty bit of red Indian boy. (laughs) Yep. That's an awful thing to say. (laughs) Curly, black and kinky, oriental, sexy. If you lump it all together, well, you've got a recipe. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 we'll skip over the rest <laughs> stuff
0: and then the line just picks up, real, real sore, happy fun times, don't say a fucking word.
1: <laughs> it just keeps on getting worse and worse. It's oh, really? like, oh no, it's just like what we need is a great big melting pot, big enough to take the world and all it's got, keep it stirring for a hundred years or more, turning out, coffee colored people by the score.
3: Okay. Alan Partridge sang that song. Was that an Alan Partridge yeah, yeah, song? There's a, there's a Boiseau song. There's, there's, a, there's a clip of him in an elevator. Oh yeah, that that's creepy.
0: Maybe we should do a uh, a band like that sometime for one of the sketches for the show, Sam. I would love boys to do, zone. I would love to do men to boys. <laughs> <laughs> what if try- I woke up and all my clothes didn't fit and everything was
2: smaller and people were yelling at me. What if we try and cash in on the um, K pop craze? Yeah. Yellowface. Uh, God damn it. A pop. Australian
0: pop. Yeah. It's just a bunch of people in the room. It's just like the background characters in a McCain's ad and they're just like, it's getting wet in here. (laughs) Are you eating corn again?
2: We should both do our DNA ancestry, find out what we have in common and it can be that pop.
0: So it could be like. I'm going to take a shot in the dark here, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Oh, sorry. a shot in the white. Uh, It's got to be European. European pop. Oh, okay. Yeah. All of a sudden, like two, we, we win Eurovision <laughs> with that song, with the one that Josh
2: just put in. It's a big melting pot. Yeah. I'm a so hundred sick of them Tears of race mixing. <laughs> Take a little bit of.
0: A little bit of salmon, and a
2: lot of everyone else. <laughs> and it's still, it's a strong. It's Isn't like- that what Mumbo number five was about?
1: That was about sleeping with lots of women. Kai kind, of,
2: kind of making a, his own melting
0: pot though, isn't he? Inside oh. their guts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I wish I could have seen Mumbo's number one through four. Those got, I want to see the ones where they didn't get it, right? One, two, seven, eight B, dollar sign hash. And it's like, yo, you got it. You were having a stroke. And he's just <laughs> like, Come on, we're getting one last chance. This is your one big hit. And he's like, This All is right, Mumbo this is the, number five. This is the fifth. This is Mumbo number five. And then he just nailed it. It was like that s- scene with Elvis, you know, where he made he he just laid out that song and it was like, this is going to be a hit. And I'm like, wait, which one? (laughs) Mumbo number 5 or Gumbo Rumba Diver? And it's
4: just like (laughs) the guy's just...
0: (laughs) And they only went with that one recording because every other time that he tried to play it, he was just, he was lost. (laughs) He was lost because I don't know if you know this, but the guy who recorded Mumbo number 5 was raised in a a silver mine and, of course, it just ate away at his brain. Those were all the people that he worked with in the mine. Rachel and Cassie and Jamie too. (laughs) Come on, let's let's ride. In the minecarts. All right, so like usual, uh, we're going to just show you a brief clip of the monologue and then we'll give you all the behind the scenes stuff that was not good enough to make it in and we'll try and riff and make it better. So here we go. Here's the monologue joke from our August show. Uh, What's been going on the news? Oh, Ben Affleck got married to Jennifer Lopez. Exactly. So... (laughs) I know I have to pretend like I'm excited for these things. Uh, He got married uh, to Jennifer Lopez. I I hope it works out, you know what I mean? Uh, But also, I've seen Ben Affleck movies, so I just hope it's nothing like the last Batman. Do you know what I mean? Where even Jennifer Lopez is like, oh, can I just go back to the last guy? That was so much better. Can we do that? (laughs) Um, Do you guys want, that was a nice one. Do you you guys want to go a bit heavier or a bit lighter? Heavier? Oh, fuck yeah, Perth. You came to fuck around and find out. Which would be, of course, Sam's name if he ran a series of puzzle escape rooms. Um,
2: <laughs> You've all got free entry, by the way.
0: Yeah, definitely. You're it's welcome. Just, <laughs> it's just Sam stuck in a garage being like, guys, it's been days. I don't know what is going on. Yeah.
2: I've either got to escape or jerk off. So yeah, one of these is happening
0: now. Like, is this a fucking clue? I don't know what is going on here. <laughs> Okay, uh, no, uh, uh, so, okay, we'll do we'll do a nice one, we'll do an easy one. Uh, SAS soldier Ben Robert Smith, uh, <laughs> I lied to you, and so did he. Uh, his lawyer has said in his uh, criminal court proceedings uh, with accusations of uh, war crimes that uh, he is entitled to uh, innocence until proven guilty. Am I saying that? Oh, I'm so sorry. He is entitled. Sorry, I'm so sorry. That's my bad. That's my bad. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Real hell school boy vibes. Um, He is entitled, though, to the presumption of innocence. He's entitled to the presumption of innocence just like any other civilian before an SAS soldier puts a gun next to them and takes a photo. So, and it wasn't a lighthearted joke. You guys don't know how to feel. You're not used to this. This is great. Uh, What else is going on? Oh, um. There was the... Oh, Prince Harry. Oh, my God. What was going on with Prince Harry? Prince Harry recently said, even though he's, like, not part of the royal family, like he's totally part of the royal family, he recently said that we are witnessing a global assault on democracy. A global assault coming from a member of the royal family, which I assume means that it'll eventually go away with enough paid-out money and uh, <laughs> damned-out lawsuits. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, yeah, Josh Frydenberg. Remember Josh Frydenberg? He was the former treasurer, the... The guy who was just the fucking worst. Uh, he, <laughs> he's he been, uh, got a job after after government. Good for him. So good. Yeah. You know, Job Seeker really is working. Uh, he got a job with Goldman Sachs, which is great, because that's not even on my Gumtree jobs list. But uh, he got a job with Goldman Sachs, and he's now going to be the head of international finance for the Asia region, which is, like, cool. But also, it's like, are you serious, bro? You spent so many years in government, and only now you start doing your job of trying to undermine China? Like, It's ridiculous. Um, Oh, a rare Fabergé egg. You guys know what Fabergé eggs are? They're like the the, the expensive eggs, or in Australia just now, the fucking regular eggs. What is going on? (laughs) Everything's expensive now. I thought we were pulling money out of the ground. Uh, (laughs) A rare Fabergé egg has been seized by US officials on uh, the super yacht of a Russian oligarch. Um, And I guess it's lucky that it was Americans you know because they know what to do because everyone else just has the freedom to do what they want with their eggs but Americans know exactly where to go they know so thank god thank god uh, oh there was a tourist at mount vesuvius that fell into the volcano trying to take a selfie which is funny uh, but i'm more concerned about what the photo turned out like don't you want to see that photo do you know what i mean Like, so help me God, if he titled or captioned that picture anything other than my mixtape just about to drop, fucking you should die. You should die.
2: But also, who the fuck falls into a volcano? Yeah. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Who falls into a volcano that isn't a James Bond (laughs) supervillain? Consider me shaken and stirred.
0: (laughs) As long as he's having fun. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, as long as he's having fun. Um, (laughs) He buys cream chargers just to let out the air. He's got no idea. Be free. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Oh, my God, you're my best friend. Why do I do this to you? Um,
2: I ask myself that every goddamn day.
0: I would love it if the Hulk music just started playing and i just go, that's it, Sam, you're free. You finally stood up to me. (laughs) And I just go out of here. Um, But no, that's not the dynamic. Shut up. Um... (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh, uh, a guy in America died from attaching a firework to his head and uh, lighting it and launching it, which of course is terrible, but also it gives me a great idea, like did you ever have a situation where you could be like, done with racism in a day? (laughs) Like if we gave every person who still celebrates Invasion Day a firework, like we could be done with this, do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I'm just curious. Um, there was a uh, a Russian grandmother. A Russian. Uh, oh no! Was oh no, it was a Russian gr- grandmother? Just a Russian. A Russian woman.
2: A Russian. A Russian woman. is what it says here in the notes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she was a grandmother or not.
0: I know. It's just like. considering, it doesn't even matter because the joke.
2: I can Google search it.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, of course. He's like oh, Russian gilf, I'm doing research for the show. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> Go on, get out. It's research.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Talk show host shits on co-host. Oh. <laughs> Two white guys, one talk show. That's uh, that's where he's at. Uh, <laughs> a Russian uh, mother has attempted to sell her baby for $3,600 to afford a new nose job. Which is like, that's that's three times as bad. Because not only is she in jail, she's ugly and she's still got a baby. Like, that sucks. But also, sorry, $3,600 for a baby? What are you fucking selling it to Aldi? What? How shitty is that baby? That's a baby that's so cheap it comes with a Velcro wallet. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a shame she didn't have twins or she could have afforded a new set of twins. Um, just a boobs joke. Just boobs. You know, just boobs. Just go on basics. Just simple. I'm like vanilla. You know, just boobs.
2: It's a political talk show, but we are two white guys, so.
0: Just boobs. I boobs. You should be, just be fucking, just be singing your praises every time we're not up here in blackface. Being like, we're bringing back the footy show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they are they are the worst. Um, uh, what else is going on after, after the, oh, the Russian grab, oh, my God. Vince McMahon from uh, the founder of WWE, right? Um, WWE, he's uh, retired. He's, he's 77 years old, um, which is such a shame, you know, to see a person go through that, you know, because it's gone from give him the chair to give him the chair. Give... <laughs> Although apparently he, was, uh, he resigned uh, amid uh, allegations of misconduct. So now it gets to be more like, hey, give him the chair. Uh, so <laughs> do you want to end on something nice or something heinous? What do you want to do? Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I do want to do it, but your boy's all about consent. So <laughs> uh, Pope Francis has said that uh, people who uh, perform abortions, is the equivalent of hiring a hitman. And I was like, man, that, that's so rough. Like, if you think these people are so bad and doing stuff that's so against God's will, don't call them out like that. Just do what you usually do and just transfer them to a new area with new batch of kids. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Colin Ebsworth, and this is comedy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You can see me on the project. I'm on the ads in between on a Crime Stoppers ad. Um. <laughs> Guys, we have an amazing show tonight. We have one of the most... There were a lot in those that I really liked. I think my favourite was the Russian mother one and the uh, the Fabergé egg. Uh, what did you guys I like, like? I like the Fabergé
2: egg. I just love saying Fabergé egg. Mm. Yeah, it sounds fancy. Jewel and crusted egg.
0: So here are the ones, uh, some of the topics that <laughs> we we cut for time and for quality. Uh, a cinema chain in the UK is offering free entry to redheads to hide from the recent heatwave. Then they saw they were only playing Jurassic World and were like, oh, we'll risk the cancer. Thanks. <laughs> <And> yes. <laughs> Um, Former PM Scott Morrison has urged churchgoers not to trust in government based on his experience in power in a sermon at Perth's Victory Life Centre. It's like, wait, you told people not to trust in governments after you were in government? That's such a big self-burn that he probably tried to forcibly shake his own hand after it. (laughs) Uh, and like always, here's the one that was way too across the line that we had to cut. Boris Johnson, the love child of Tweedledee and Tweedledum, has resigned from the UK <laughs> Parliament saying, them's the breaks. And this is true. He ended his resignation speech with, the Hustle la vista, baby. It's like, dude, don't quote Terminator 2 to sum up your terrible job. You wish you could be Terminator. The Terminator actually worked and definitely killed less people. Like, why <laughs> go back in time and kill John Connor yourself when your policies kill foster kids just as easily? <laughs>
1: that one should have stayed in. I like that. Yeah, that, that one's yeah. biting.
0: Yeah, that one's that was real tasty. On um, your bet. We also moved on to our, our Hot take segment, which was covering the recent uh, acknowledgement of representation in Parliament with a referendum on uh, Indigenous Voice, which is really cool. And then we had uh Fabian Woods, a lovely Indigenous comic, come on and present his own news segment to kind of show us what an Indigenous voice would kind of look like if we applied it to the same show. And he had some really fucking funny jokes uh i think my absolute favorite one because i don't think we have time to play it but he had this really great line where he just walked on he was like hey it's uh it's a white privilege to be here and i went oh the white privilege is all mine <laughs> um and then he comes on stage and he like takes over the desk and he's like uh, here let me take it and i'm like oh no no this is mine he's like yeah how's it feel which was just such a great line he had this one line here he goes, indigenous farmers are being looked for in New South Wales to meet rising demand for growing native foods. And I think we should be looking at a lot of native foods to eat. Like, uh, do you know how much better Australia would be if we regularly ate witchetty grubs? And then we had a picture that came up that Josh cued of Clive Palmer, Gina Reinhart and Kerry Packer. And he goes, for instance, which of these grubs would feed the most Australians? And I remember in rehearsals, we did that. And Fabian goes, oh, I get it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like wait, you're just gonna run with this? It was great.
2: He had such a fun time as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's really. um, It was good seeing
2: him just sort of lock into being the host as well. Uh, Yeah, Yeah,
0: man. He he snapped right in.
2: Get him. Should we? What's tonight? Would you have tonight?
1: Would you? Yeah, would you tonight?
0: We also <laughs> did our Classic Heroes and Villains of the Month, which we're going to play for you right now, so stay tuned. Wow, what an incredible beer. Whoever is crafting these uh, really knows the understanding between hops and water and how to balance perfect levels. A Tropical Hazy Pale Ale. So are, oh, and 375 mils. That's like exactly 20 sips. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> our next segment of the night to say thank you to our sponsors at Heroes and Villains Brewery is Heroes and Villains of the Month. Or villain. <laughs> All right, we're going to start with the villains of the month. Our first villain, American tourists. The fucking worst. Always complaining about Australia, like, oh, like we don't know. Like, oh, Australia is so dangerous. Everything can kill you. Uh, a bit rich, you live in America. What? <laughs> Like, I'm just saying, do you know how dangerous Americans are? Like, if I hear, uh, if I hear a skinny, goth teenager with an American accent wearing clothes like his mum was just like, hey, we're going to be doing some painting later, I'll put him in a fucking glass jar. He got no idea what they're capable of. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hit him. I hit him with a rolled up community newspaper because Americans hate a free press. <laughs> Our second villain of the month, the grizzly bear in America that killed someone in an attack that officials describe as a predatory attack. And i got to say, it's a shame it was a grizzly bear. If that was a polar bear, they would have just blamed the parents. (laughs) Our next villains of the month, the seven NRL players from the Manly Sea Eagles protesting having to wear a jersey with a pride-themed stripe. But uh, look, at the same time, is anyone surprised? Like, is, is, like, these are NRL players. These are not their values. These guys protest uh, Pride jerseys by walking out of matches just as easily as they protest anti-coward-punching legislation by walking out of courtrooms. Also, how fucking stupid are these players? Like, just it's so dumb. Like, how self-sabotaging are they? The, the NRL players are always bragging about how they go through more lines than a tired driver. <laughs> And it's like, hey, maybe if you had some gay friends, you wouldn't have such shit cocaine. Uh, I have a thunk about that, chomp. Bite the hand that chops much. Um, our next villain, charcoal fucking toothpaste. What? What? You got people filling their mouths with charcoal, thinking it's a good thing. Like, whoever came up that as branding needs to be hired by McDonald's to do the same thing for the filet That is the worst thing to come out of the sea since humans, the people that invented the filet fish <laughs> and our final villain of the month, ScoMo secretly assigning himself multiple other portfolios the one time a Liberal government actually creates jobs <laughs> and it's for the one person who couldn't even do the one he had. <laughs> like, I'm starting to think ScoMo just wanted a situation where he could finally shake the hands of one of his cabinet ministers without having to force it, do you know what I mean? And then he's, he still did them all so bad, you know, when the bushfires came. He's like, I- I'm starting to think, like, statistically, you probably did have that job. Statistically, you probably did hold the hose, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work in a joke. I couldn't make it happen about how ScoMo, um, ScoMo likes to like, aggressively do the handshake, you know what I mean? Like, and I bet that's how he, like, jerks off. Like, uh! <laughs> Anyway try and make it work. I think one of my favourite jokes from one of the things we ever did about ScoMo was, uh, we're going to finish this segment, but to quote Scott Morrison's wife Jenny (laughs) on her wedding night, just because I'm finished doesn't mean I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, it's time for the heroes of the month. Our first hero, Ted Lasso. That show... It is so good. For those of you who haven't seen it, it is a show where Jason Sudeikis plays an American coach of a football team in the UK. It is amazing. It's like if Flanders had his own TV show, you know? <laughs> like, it's just so supportive and so encouraging. Who would have thought that all millennials need were all the things that we as kids thought were lame? Like parental figures, water, an anti-crime and corruption commission. I haven't forgot, Scott! <laughs> I'm like a baby that's holding your finger straight out of the womb. I will not let this go. Better blow fucking raspberries on my tum-tum, Scott. <laughs> I wrote that bit just because I thought I was really high and I thought it was so funny. Scott? It feels so good to say. Try it, Sam. Scott? Yeah. Give it a, I, I, who gives a fuck. Good. Just give it, just give it a crack. Just be like, hey, uh, who uh who left the gas oven on so the whole place smells like farts? Scott! Oh, it's doesn't so that feel good? good? Oh my god. He sounds like uh, like someone coughed up phlegm at the same time as shitting their pants, you know? <laughs> Anyway, a Um, (laughs) two-zone. Our next hero of the month, my roommate Rachel, for telling me what is arguably the most incredible fact I have ever heard. And I'll share it with you now. Did you know that in the movie The Antichrist, there is a sex scene between its main characters, one of which is Willem Dafoe? (laughs) And in this production, a stand-in double had to be used for Willem Dafoe Because the director deemed that his penis was so ungodly large that it would distract audiences in test screenings. And they would think that it is pivotal to the story. I have never heard of a compliment for a dick better than, your dick is so huge that we're concerned people will think it's important. (laughs) Our next hero of the month, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm so excited that I get to. Our next hero is Jackie fucking Lambie for going ham in Parliament over the fact that Jordan Steele John wasn't appointed the disability minister. She went fucking crazy about it. It was amazing. I want to see a trailer for it. I can't wait. I want to see Disney Pixar's The Loosest Unit. I'm so excited. (laughs) And 2nd uh, last uh, hero of the month, the scientists who discovered that we actually have the technology and ability to restore the DNA of the thylacine, aka the Tasmanian tiger, which is so cool. Isn't that cool? We can bring back all these animals. Sam, if you could bring back any dead animal, who would you bring back? Oh, probably Bobcatter. <laughs> I don't think he's dead. Really?
2: Someone should tell his face because he looks like an angry sultana.
0: Yeah, he's always got those sting phases. He's so, he's so angry. But I like the way he wears hats. You know what I mean? And the way he talks about crocodiles. He's what I think English people think Australia is like, and then they get here and realise, oh, they don't look like that, they just all think like that. <laughs> Uh, and our final hero of the month, the Black Panther two movie and its trailer. I-, I watched this; it's incredible. I was like moved to my core. It's all this amazing cinematography and music. Uh, the new Disney Marvel production looks so good, and it does so much to put minorities under a positive light that you'd almost forget that all of the merchandise for this film will be made by minorities under a flickering one.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. All right, that was Heroes and Villains. Guys, which ones did you <laughs> did you
3: like out of that one? Let's hey, talk about Willem Dafoe's penis. Because that uh, one. after you wrote that joke, I had to Google search it. Did you yeah. look at it? It's it looks quite long. So yeah, yeah. just, is just
2: there, I haven't, haven't actually done this. No, no, a no. bit of, even though all the links are purple, I haven't looked it up. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just um,
0: some weird glitch in Google. A bit of a bit of background about that. Uh, I actually watched the Antichrist like the first couple of minutes of that scene uh, ages ago, and yeah, I they have like a body double stand in right, but that guy's dick was also really big. So now <laughs> I'm like, fucking, how much heat is he packing? Do Dance? you know what I mean? It's like that Spider Man me, oh, I'm something of a porn star myself. <laughs> Do you
2: reckon? His penis has that like evil look, like his face. Oh, does. I reckon his
0: penis is just as grizzled, or it's like stunning. But also, yeah, he's like, like that's a very handsome penis. Yeah, his his penis is like as a gap tooth. It's like how does that work? <laughs>
1: <laughs> his so, eyes weird me out. Hey, so imagine if his japs eye looked like that.
3: Are you thinking about Steve Buscemi?
1: Oh yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no. Anyway, no. Willem Dafoe's got weird eyes as well. Like they is look into it? your soul. And apparently,
0: as what some more, yeah, ironic, he has he has one of the tightest buttholes in cinema. That's
1: pretty long. That looks like a little Frankfurter.
2: That's a flaccid Willem Dafoe.
0: Oh,
1: not little... But like, it's a big Frankfurter. That's, uh, that's like one of those hot Costco dog. hot dogs. On a scale yeah, of one to dogs. Tony's
0: shit, that's pretty decent. That's,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that is Tony's shit. That <laughs>
0: might be. So we really enjoyed that. And then uh, also, obviously, we had Sky Yukon and she just fucking smoked it. But what was really funny, she was hilarious. Like, she was so interesting to talk to. Her song was amazing. Uh, I really recommend everyone to go check out her tracks. She had that new one drop, Fade, on Spotify. I think she was one of the best musical acts we've had. Like, she totally ran that stage. She's was running around dancing and stuff and she had an amazing voice too.
3: She's a little performer. She's really good.
0: Yeah, she was great. And then, of course, we had uh, Hayden Stevenson who is an incredible disability advocate. Yeah, he was just amazing. What did you guys think?
1: I loved it. I loved his um, entrance music.
0: Uh, oh, the, yeah.
1: The, um, what's that? Because we're both massive March? Star Wars yeah. fans. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah so he had that come on. And, um, yeah, for a guy to just enter in that, uh, coming in an electric wheelchair was like, he's so... Funny and self-aware, and he just—I mm. had no idea the wild stories he had when he like represented Australia in the wheelchair hockey. hockey. Yeah, and that story he was saying about how he his like all the Australian team were in wheelchairs, and then the Dutch team that they were going up against walked onto the court and then sat in their wheelchairs. <laughs> and even just being able to laugh at the fact, like, oh, okay, where we're gonna get whooped here, and he's yeah. like, and then we lost forty-seven to zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a power play. Yeah, but he's so funny. And yeah,
2: I, at one of my old jobs years and years ago, one of the managers, absolutely a piece of shit. He, um, I heard from someone else that he used to completely a able bodied man. He's only. Downside was he was a massive piece of shit. He used to play like wheelchair basketball and like he would walk out onto the court, get in the wheelchair, play the game and then like get up and be like, good game, good game and just like walk out. I was like, I don't think you're allowed to do that,
0: man. Dude, that's so funny. Um, (laughs) Another thing that worked uh, really well was uh, obviously the fake ads and we have some new ones here. So we're just going to cut to uh, my personal favorite, which was a new one for Channel 8. Here it is.
5: Stay inside this winter with an all-new roster of shows, weeknights on Channel 8. Monday night, Shark Tank. Will 10-year-old James make it out alive? Or will the sandwich he had for lunch give him a stitch in time? Tuesday, an all-new Have You Been Paying Attention? where five men at a bar are asked to retell a story their girlfriend just went over. Wednesday night, become engrossed in the bold and the beautiful. A brand new documentary about Australian men over 50 and their partners they sneak into customs through overhead luggage. Thursday night is the season finale of Australian Survivor. After four weeks and 16 contestants, we are down to the final two who are still on hold with Centrelink. And Friday, a brand new season of Married at First Sight, nurses who just graduated edition. Channel 8, is it really that different? I loved
0: planning that. That was really fun, like coming up with a bunch of different programs because all just dumb jokes. I really want to do more Channel Eight based. I want to. I
2: want to build out the Channel Eight cinematic universe. Yeah, (laughs) we've
1: got meth kitchen rules and giving up with the Morrison's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, about homes and governments, and now yeah, we could actually have a whole program, a whole channel.
3: Strictly come, strictly come,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally uh, we brought back a segment that happened by total fluke uh, or incorrectly last time. So for our Riley Pe- Pierce show in um, July, we were like, "Hey, we'll do a and A because let's see if people want to ask him questions." So people would write down, you know, their questions, and they get a, uh, one of our bumper stickers at the merch table, and then the questions were all just for me and Sam. <laughs> So yeah,
2: people didn't understand what we were doing, but it worked out for the best because it is a lot of fun just yeah. to get people to ask questions. Well, then
0: we realized, uh, obviously, during the break, people are still buying drinks and stuff and coming to sit down. So it's a nice little way to ease into the second bracket. We tried it again this time, and people had some wild questions, and it was so fun. It I was really, a lot of really fun. enjoyed that. Yeah. So look, we'll be definitely doing that. Please come check out the show if you want to. Uh,
2: that Wanna brings ask us a question. You can write it on a piece of paper. It can be anonymous. You can sign your name to it if you're particularly proud of it.
0: (laughs) That brings us to the end of another Ebsworth Weekly with our special recap. Thank you for joining us, Tony, Sam, Josh. We have some cool news coming up. We are taking a little break from the live shows September on October because we have a really, really cool, big opportunity to be part of a wild new festival that's going to be happening November. So our next show will be November 12th, but we can't spill the beans on anything more than that just for now. And
2: all proceeds will go to getting me a new set of knees.
0: Yeah, definitely. So it's or, all for a good course. Yeah, or Tony and her toilet bowl. Um, <laughs> and also we have some really cool news. Tony is going to be doing a lot of really interesting stuff and heading over to Thailand very soon. So by all means, check out your social media channels, which are?
3: At Slim Jong Il. And that's it. That's the only place I'm present.
0: That's the only place. Uh, and Josh has had some really sick news in his audio production career. Josh, tell me what you got coming up.
3: Yes, I, I will be
1: um, sound operator for Chicago coming up at Planet Royale over September. So these podcasts will be very, very, very inconsistent over the next couple of weeks on determining when they come out and when we get time to do them. So if you're still listening, that's very nice of you.
2: Treat yourself <laughs> to a couple of weeks off.
1: But also, yeah, come down and see the show. I've been at tech rehearsals all week this week. It is a fantastic show. I highly recommend getting a ticket soon because it's almost sold out. The whole run? Yeah, dude, it's, a, it's I was like gonna 80% see if you get me a free ticket. 80%. Wow. That's out. awesome. So, I mean, it's oh, weird to be part of a production that we don't have to push for tickets on the day of. Like, it's <laughs> that's,
0: hard. <laughs> that's hard. That's hard. That's
1: hard. Guys, uh, we're
2: taking a couple of weeks off because we're going to be auditioning <laughs> new audio producers. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, Sam and I, we're going to be doing our own. It's Chicago. We're going to be <laughs> <laughs> He had it coming. <laughs> Um, guys, check that out. It'll be a really cool production. Uh, like I said, we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. We will be taking some casual breaks from the podcast. So they won't be weekly, unfortunately, but we're going to give you as many as we possibly can, but we are all fucking overworked right now. So we're going to try and end, uh, this year on a positive around number for the amount of podcasts. And we'll take a brief break as we go, uh, through the Fringe Festival in Perth. And then we'll be back next year. But we'll keep you posted with all of that. You can check out uh, information, uh, upcoming dates, tours and a bunch of content because we have a huge back catalogue to work through. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so excited to get that out. So it's episode tonight on all your socials, Instagram, YouTube. We actually also got a discord set up so if you guys want to chat on the discord uh it's episode tonight we'd love to have a little back and forth it's all just the cool peeps who like the show we'll I'll, give you all the i'll even join more the discord behind now. the scenes yeah <laughs> we had to make two separate channels just to fit sam um <laughs> i'm gonna start uh posting
2: Pics of Willem Dafoe's dick and trying to pass it off as as my own. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> um, why does Willem Dafoe's dick look so sad? You're like, oh, no, that was me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's been Esworth Weekly. We'll catch you next time. Me, see ya. Bye. This presentation was brought to you
1: by Puppy Breath Records. Find us on Facebook and Instagram.